and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft. Uh, this is a really good one. Uh, this is one that, uh, I mean, just a matter of weeks ago, I was not anticipating. It caught me off guard, caught me by surprise in a very good way. Uh, we're hanging out in a very uh, echoey room. <laughs> this is it's empty. This yes, is fair. Very reminiscent of the first time that we sat down with this group of folks, uh, which was, uh, God, how long ago was that? 2018. 2000. Was it really? Wow. Okay, so that was, I don't know, like 30 years, I think, if my math is right, after after COVID. (laughs) Uh, Sonder, sitting with the the whole crew here, Uh, let's let's run around the table, introduce yourselves so that people can hear your voices. Uh, I know it's probably been a little while since we've had each one of you on the show. Uh, Yeah, I'm Justin. Do you, what, what else do you want me to I don't say? Know, like, like, yeah, yeah. What, is you, what is your what is your role here? I don't know. We, we don't kind know. of all do a little bit of everything. <laughs> I, I assume that people know you guys at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe not. Maybe so. I, I don't know. We do, uh, between the three of us, we, we cover the, the gamut. We have a great team that, that does everything uh, that functions the day-to-day for the brewery, but I operate as the president of the company um, and then one of the, the founders with Chase and Jen here. Well, now you just spoiled who else is here. Well, oh, Listen, I, I was fine just saying my name. You made me keep talking. Uh, yeah, I'm Chase Legler, the CEO. Um, do all the production stuff. And I'm Jen Meisner, and I am the CMO, and I do all the marketing stuff. Fantastic. Uh, like I said, the last time that we sat down with all of you guys was... Uh, in another very echoey room before you guys opened the taproom in Mason. Uh, if you guys haven't put this together, if you haven't been paying attention, if you haven't read blog posts and uh, social media and all of that, uh, you guys are opening another location here in Westchester, which is where we're at. Uh, Voice of America, uh, we have Liberty Center, we have the you know, streets of Westchester, we have all of that stuff in this little kind of pocket, and you guys are just right in the middle of it all. Um, let's start out, well, let's start out by drinking a beer because uh, it is a craft beer podcast, and then from there we'll talk about how uh, all of this came fridge. together. Um, what are we drinking? Looks like we have just about everything covered here. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking Nocturnal, which is my favorite beer on the board right now for us. Uh, I'm drinking You Betcha. Uh, and you probably should have told people what style that is and like something about it. I know they probably know, but we're supposed to do that, I think. Yeah, it's a dark lager, a, a, a Schwartz beer. Schwartz beer. Yeah. Um, the Schwartz be with you. Yeah, I was waiting on you to do that. I knew you mm-hmm. would. Um, Why is it your favorite? Well, if you pay attention to Sonder's stories, I have seven beers in my top five. Um, well, at any one time, you have at least. <laughs> uh, this one is firmly in my top five at all times. What I want to do is go back and listen to all those episodes and put them in a spreadsheet and figure out how many times you say this is in your top five to really put together an actual I mean, in top the first five. year or two, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, in the first year, I probably had 20 beers that at one point were in my top five. Of, what, of Sonder beers. What makes something like a favorite beer for you? Like, what man, I'm such it? a creature of the moment. I'm such a I'm such a creature of the moment. It's just uh, what I find myself drinking at that time. But now that we've established ourselves, I think uh, at some point now over four years and having brands that have come back. Now for me, it's just uh, it's either what elicits a memory for me. Like there there are beers that take me to a certain time and place, oh, yeah. and then. Um, and then just, I mean, frankly, just 
how enjoyable the beer is for me, right? Um, for this particular beer, I just think it's incredibly complex for being such a light beer. And that's something that you don't often get with the style. And our production team has just nailed it. Well, and I always get kind of, I, I don't ever want to call it a light beer when I'm talking to people about it. You know, I'm like, oh, it's, it's just super, it's just real drinkable. Because like, I feel like if you call it light, then you get this other impression on, on what it is. And it's not, it's not light. It's, uh, it's not light, but it's not heavy. It's, it's just so drinkable. Chase, how would you explain it? <laughs> well made. Um, <laughs> uniquely yeah. crafted, maybe. Uniquely crafted. Yeah, it's it's a style that is you know a challenge to to have it to be palatable, drinkable, crushable, um, yet have the dark hues of it to uh, to come out be rich, um, but a clean finish at the end of the mouthfeel is, is a challenge for the style. So I'm really proud of that beer. I'm drinking new batches because it was closest to me, so I don't have a sexy. <laughs> Any kind of <laughs> sexy answer for it. But. Well, well if one of us wasn't drinking you batch at the table, it might be surprising. Right. To, to yeah, say. that's right. true. Well, and, so. and what's funny is like when, you know, going back to that, that first episode where we all sat down together, uh, if somebody had put these three beers, obviously they didn't exist yet. Um, but if they had been sat in front of me and all right, which one is, which one is Chase going to pick up? That's the last thing I'm picking on that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Me too. It's not touching that. Yeah. yeah. Even now, four years in, it's the last one I thought he would have grabbed. But. Yeah. No, it's not what I, you know, I, it's not my style that I, that I go towards, but um, I do drink it quite often actually because it will one, it's, it's out in the market way more than all, all of our other brands, but also it's important to, to make sure that, you know, a little bit, of, even though we do in-house QC, it's nice to have it out in the market to make sure it's, it's holding up and whatnot. So your reason for drinking that beer today is for QC and because it was the closest to you. Yes. That's, that's, yes. <laughs> he's going to drink it fast enough that he'll move on to the yeah, other two. That's true. I'll that's not turn on the back here. <laughs> uh, I mean, what, what are you, so you're drinking, well, okay, Honey, we'll get to you. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to, you. to me because that brings up another conversation that we're going to have to talk about. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jim, what'd you crack open? I, I grabbed the, the nocturnal as well. Um, I, I tend to like heavier beers, usually hoppier and, uh, stouts, but when I need lower ABV, I like something with complexity as well as Justin said it well. Um, it has like a, just a richness to it, uh, a lot of different flavors in it. Um, but not super sweet. Well, and that's like, I, that's one thing I like in log in a logger. I don't, I don't like it on the sweet side. I like it more on the, just, just talking about nocturnal specifically. Like I find myself sometimes, uh, depending on what kind of mood I'm in, I get a very different experience out of that beer. Just this beer in particular. Just that, just talking about that one specifically. Like sometimes like I can sit there and really kind of fuss over it and, and, and drink it, spend a lot more time on a 12 ounce can Mm -hmm. than I, than I probably, you know, it gets a little warm and it sits there. Like I'm spending a lot of time with that beer. And then other times it's just, it's going down yeah. <laughs> and then the six pack is gone. I'm like, Oh man, what did I just do? Uh, like, so it's just a very, uh, very unique kind of, uh, that beer, that style, just, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot that can uh, be pulled out of it and um, it's fun. Uh, I went in a very different direction. I, I went with the goat, uh, William goat specifically. Uh, he's a, you know, what is it? He's a, he's a he's pretty, formal, he's, but he likes he's to party. A pretty, pretty <laughs> formal goat, but he, he likes to party. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you guys, uh, the, the announcement came out today. The, uh, you guys are the title sponsor for Bachfest this year. 
Um, I, in this week's episode of Sonder Stories, you guys talked about uh, kind of this new location, which we're going to get to, I promise. Um, and you talked about how, you know, Westchester was talking about events and stuff. And immediately as soon as I said, oh, Bachfest, Bachfest, we can find, we've, you know, the, how many years have we been talking about finding ways to get Bachfest to come to different uh, yeah. uh, suburbs and kind of start spreading it out? And it's all set up now, guys. It's ready to go. It is. It is. You're right. You're right. Um, and something that my wheels have been spinning on already, Noam. Um, yeah. Uh, so Bachfest kind of came at us fast. Uh, it was one of those things that we have to give a lot of credit to our team on. Um, particularly Jess Green has done such a great job of building the relationship with that uh, subset of Cincinnati beer and and managing those relationships and really just um, highlighting what Sonder is at events and being outside of our tap room and then also how we can benefit to be partners for these large events and they uh, that led to some some great conversations and what turned into kind of a surprising hey here's an opportunity for us to take over as the the title lead sponsor for what is probably i would say the consensus favorite beer festival of our team well and, and, as a majority you know if i can kind of draw some other kind of uh metaphors with it like i when i think of sonder like i know that you guys have some really great german influences i mean nocturnal is an incredible german style beer but at the same time it's it's now sitting in front of us on the table next to you betcha it's you know there's there's lots of other aspects of sonder that are not traditional in any kind of uh sense which is why Bachfest is, to me, way more sonder than Oktoberfest almost is. Like, I, I, your Oktoberfest festival is fantastic. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, the actual personality of the festival is way more sonder than yeah. the personality of, I think, what people think of when they think of Oktoberfest. It just it, it makes a lot of sense to me as a. Uh, so you weren't, were you, I guess, like, so were you shocked by that? Oh, uh, were oh. you excited oh, about yeah. that? Oh, I giggled. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for William Goat to just take over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so are we. So yeah, are we. I, I love him. I love him so much. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we got to at some point here talk about uh, this new location, uh, Westchester. Mm -hmm. All right. Talk about how this happened. Uh, I know you guys talked about there were lots of other things kind of that you were playing around with ideas for what this next next chapter of the Sonder story. See, nice. see what I did there? Nicely see? done. No, <laughs> nicely uh, done. Uh, what that meant. And uh, Westchester, how did, how did this happen? How did it come about? Uh, why? Well, um, it was kind of a happy accident, to be honest with you. Um, we've been searching for another tap room for a couple of years, and we've been presented with some opportunities and none of them felt right. And, uh, Quite frankly, as soon as we stopped searching, this one kind of found us. And I believe that that's how some of the best stuff happens, right? And uh, we, we kind of stumbled upon this location through um, finding it, so to speak, and them finding us. And really, it became an opportunity for us that we couldn't really pass up. So one of the things we had identified early on were pockets of, of people who enjoyed Sonder beer. And uh, we knew from our home delivery days that uh, Butler County had two of our top three zip codes of places we delivered beer during the shutdown. So when we were forced to shut down our tap room, we delivered 
beer. We compiled all the data, right, mm-hmm. of, of people. And uh, number one and number three of zip codes of most ordered product were, were in Butler County. Right. And so we knew that there were a group of people who loved Sonder. So you're telling me if here. I had, if I had ordered a few more cases of beer, I could have had, ended up all the way to my <laughs> next, next door to my house. Possibly. Yeah. It's possible. Well, you, you contributed to that because you actually ordered beer from the hospital in Butler that's, County. That's true. So you contributed to it already. <laughs> that, yeah. that was here in Westchester. <laughs> so, I mean, from a, from a data perspective, it made sense. I'll, I'll let you guys kind of jump in. Once we, we, I mentioned we looked at several places. We never, prior to looking at this one, never walked out anywhere going, man, that, that feels like that could be our next location until this. It like, it's, I, I've been surprised over the last, you know, uh, X amount of years that more places haven't kind of figured out what's happening over here and kind of in this little, it's incredible. I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of attractions that are bringing people to this area, but like just the amount of people that live over here that are going other places. And that, that's not to take away, you know, I'm, I'm you know, going to, going to piss Tony off over at Dogberry there, but you know, like there are people that are leaving their little spot here in Westchester to go to another brewery. And like, it's, um, there's, there's a lot of room for a lot of things to happen over here. Rising tides, right? That's right. That's right. <clears throat> Talk so what, I mean, for you guys, I, I'd love to hear from you guys. What, what was it about this space that, that, because all of us did it, right? As soon as we yeah. walked out of here, all three of us said, this feels like it could work. What, well, what was it for y'all? From what I learned from your podcast, which there'll be a link in the show notes. It was Thanks just that. that it was just that like you guys could have a tap room and then also go buy your underwear is what I've learned. That's, well, that was Chase's <laughs> thing. Yeah. That yeah. was Chase's thing. We're actually going to, yeah. we're going to collaborate with them and call it the Armachilla. Yeah. Something. Cold IPA. Armachilla. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to chill with the, the bullpens. Yeah. Bullpens are mine. Man. Yeah. I, I have one pair that actually Chad, this is weird, but Chad bought me uh, the bullpen. <laughs> so, and, and it also came with a poem from Chad. So, Oh, that was the secret Santa yeah, thing, wasn't secret it? Santa, yeah. That's awesome. That wasn't yeah. a joke. It actually did. I mean, we got Holtman's next to us. Like we're definitely going to be doing some collabs if they, if they're down for it, uh, do a collab with them. They don't um, have to be down for it. You could just go get their donuts and true. bring them over. Yeah. And We've already, We've had every time we're on site, we end up literally every time yeah. we end up eating it's a box nice. of donuts. It's kind of a problem, but um, yeah. for me, it's just you know, I know our names out in the area, but just more recognition. Um, you know, a lot of people just don't travel to Mason, um, so I think this gives uh, gives people the ability to kind of um, you know be part of Sonder and, and get to know us a little bit better, having this location here in, in Westchester. Um, so it's brand recognition, getting people to try our beer, um, enjoy our beer. Um, and then hopefully they, you know, see it at Kroger and, you know, uh, start, you know, allowing us to be their, their craft beer supplier. It, uh, you guys talk about it like it's the other end of the universe, kind of like you talk about, it. you're right. It's you're not right. so we, weird. We it's that far. only <laughs> seven <laughs> miles away, but it feels, <laughs> that's how Cincinnati is though. Honestly, it's yeah. a neighborhood, neighborhood, neighborhood. And that's how it is. So, like, Noam, you're talking to three people. So this is wild. Right? We're, we're I, now downtown. What's <laughs> you're telling me? <laughs> we have a Saunders Stories listener. Uh, you're talking to three people who did not grow up in Cincinnati, yeah. right? Uh, we, we are now, this is home, and right. we've been here for many, many years. All three of us would tell you the same thing. It feels like a different part of the city, right? We're, yeah. we're nine miles away as the crow flies from our other tap room. 
but it, 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 you would be amazed at how we announced this at how many people said, oh, I great. It. Now I don't have to come to Mason. I We're it. like, dude, or what? I never get to Mason, yeah. but now I'll yeah. go there. It's like, and, and being positioned off of the highway off of 75, it just, it, I talked a little bit about this in, in our episode of Sondra stories, but this will feel similar and very different in terms of the customer base that's coming in because in Mason, you come as a destination. You're planning to come to Sonder because you're not you're not just randomly passing by. Right. Right. You're you're going there if you're going to Mason. Here, you might just stumble upon it off the highway, or you mm -hmm. might be waiting at Top Golf, or you might be shopping at IKEA or Duluth or going to a movie. And there's going to be a lot of people who just come in for a quick beer and go. Whereas in Mason, you're if if you're going to Ma if you're going to Sonder, you've you've planned to go there. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think what this does for us is uh and time will tell right but but what what we feel very strongly about with this location is we're going to get a, to chase's point a lot of people who know about sonder but don't don't make it over to our other location and now they can just stumble in for a quick beer and, and get out of here right i, I I'm, I'm i'm curious to see how that how that starts to shift things like are there people that are making the trip over to Mason and it's like, oh, now I don't have to versus people that like, oh, I wanted to go over to Mason and now I don't have to. Like, I, like what is we, that? We hope it's what more of that, the second what one. What is that breakdown? Right. Like, it's, 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 it's so interesting to me and I'm, I'm curious to see how it, how it kind of shakes out. Um, because you guys are uh, in the greater Cincinnati uh, form of the, the word close to the other tap room. This is not super mm -hmm. far away. It's not the other end of the universe. You're not opening up a tap room down in Northern Kentucky or something like that. It's, it's the same kind of, uh, I would, you know, when, you know, when I talk about kind of different areas around town, uh, Mason Westchester is kind of, yeah, they're almost uh, lumped, they're, in they're, together, they're, right? they're lumped in together. It's a very similar demographic. They're very similar types of, uh, uh, customers or people. Um, I'm curious to how that shapes what you do with this and how you make it different from the other tap room, how you kind of let it become its own thing. Um, obviously it's a different space. It's a, it's a, you know, there's not a massive brewery tucked, uh, in the mm -hmm. one corner of the building, but you know, how yeah. does it, how does it separate itself and how does it kind of tie back into what makes Sonder Sonder? Jen, Jen, uh, I credit her to this, um, her and Haley both, uh, for this kind of this vision and thought of what the inside of this place is going to end up taking shape to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll let her elaborate on this, but when we released the, the press release, when we had the announcement come out, one of the comments that, that Jen mentioned in that was this will almost begin to feel more like an adult bar and less of a family friendly brewery where kids are running around everywhere. Right. Um, so I don't know if you want to elaborate on that a little bit, but, but that will be just one of the different, not that this won't be family can, friendly. Can of you course drop, it will can be. Can you drop your kids off at the little play thing in Ikea and then come over here? Are you allowed to do that? To do like a no buzzer comment. or something? Yeah, I have, I have no comment on that. Uh, and, and again, to reiterate, not that this won't be bring your kids as well, but I think just naturally it will take right. shape to being more of a mom and dad on a date. Sure. I, I agree. Our other location will always have the draw of the beer garden, the turf, the, the space, um, being more of a, a quiet location in the evenings. We, you know, here's great. We have the visibility of the highway, but you're not going to be on the lawn here because there's no lawn. It's, it's, we have a nice patio there's a, there's here. A we patio. have, yeah, we yeah. have a great patio. It's going to be nice. Um, but we envision this as a more intimate version of what we have over there. Um, same great beers, 
hopefully great food. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, just, just a more intimate space. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard to kind of, we, I, I've talked about this with several places as they kind of go into that second tap room or kind of expand things to, to not try to just copy and paste and take, take what made that good and redo it because it, it's not ever going to be the same thing. You can't just replicate that. It has to have its own personality. It has to have this own thing that kind of develops in the same way that the original space does. Um, that's, uh, are, you, are you guys nervous about that at all? Like it's kind of, uh, you seem very relaxed. I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm sitting over here sweating. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. You know, like if you look, if you look at what the Sonder tap room is today, like is that what you guys thought it was going to look like and feel no. like on day one? Like it's it doesn't no. it doesn't ever work that way. Yeah. So like it's it's fun to watch like when somebody's coming into that second space to kind of see how you how you prepare for that, how you kind of let it have some space to kind of breathe and do its own thing, but also take those things that you know represent the brand, represent the beer, represent who you guys are and kind of bring that in and then say, okay, now, now do your thing. And yeah, we'll try yeah. to kind of guide well, it. Even from the day we walked in here where we were like, oh, we can, we're going to change this. We're going to do that. We're going to rip up the floor. We're going to rip out that wall. <laughs> We've kind of come around to be like, wait a minute, we can make this feel like Sonder without necessarily ripping the whole thing out right. yep. and starting mm -hmm. completely from scratch. We can use what's here and make it more like Sonder, but, um, it doesn't have to be a completely new space. Right. And also, we're a lot like ducks, brother. We might look okay. relaxed. We, <laughs> we, we might look Keep relaxed <laughs> under the water. These legs are turning brother under the table right now. We're all like, well, uh, we're really doing it. <laughs> I, I would say we're more relaxed when, than when we opened our first location, because now sure. we've made yeah. some mistakes. Yeah. We sure. know what not yeah. to do in some ways. And this is part of why we found this because we found some things we didn't like. So then when we found this, we were like, Oh, we actually do like this because we saw some things we didn't like. So you have that compare and contrast as well. We, we've learned a lot. We've, yeah. we've learned a lot. We're still learning every day. We're still mm -hmm. trying to figure things out. You know, we, we have a vision uh, and that vision to your point will certainly look different a year after we open here than even what it is sure. today. Just like, just like Mason is right. Can we talk about some of the things you guys didn't like? Sure. Yeah. Let's go. About Mason. Yeah, just to get you know, no, or, not or, about Mason. Or just, in, just in general, some other places no, our, that we've looked. Are you are you asking like what are we our facility? What are we changing? Yeah, uh, yeah, oh. like, like yeah. what are the things that you think you can incorporate into this that you you didn't like? Either maybe about Mason, maybe about other places you looked at. Just maybe uh, things that you thought that this would give you the opportunity to do that you haven't been able to do. I, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll call out the really glaring easy one right away is the food. We we are we have a great partner in Brew River, and at the time of opening that, we are we weren't and still aren't restaurateurs, right? right? But we were so focused on getting the beer right. We've got the beer right now, right? right? And now we've got the time and the knowledge and the wherewithal to get the right person in place to now own it here and add it to our beer. Whereas there, when we opened, it was still the right move. It was still the right move. Mm -hmm. And Brew River has been a fantastic partner for us. But now we have the opportunity. So, so an example for that, right, would be sitting at the bar now here at this place, you're going to be able to sit at the bar and order food and your bartender is going to be able to walk it right out to you. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's difficult about that though, too. And maybe it's the Sonder stories side of things like that. We, as, as fans of Sonder, feel like we know you guys a lot. 
like we've all got this very distinct picture in our head of what a menu for all of you would be. <laughs> so, so now that's what we're expecting. <laughs> Like, like you could, you could actually, like, you could put some kind of poll out there and be like, all right, you know, you guys listen to Sonder Stories. Uh, what, what are the things that you expect on the menu? And you could get, and it's going to be a really crazy, weird, uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys mentioned the Cheesecake Factory in, in your episode, but you know, yeah. like it's, it's going to be think very that's part eclectic. Of the fun of it very, is that yeah. we can put our personality yeah. in. If we want it to be Jen's Chex Mix on the menu, like we could make the chef do that <laughs> yeah, if like we if, want. If, you know, if, if, obviously we're, you know, if cheese curds are not on the menu, it's going to cause some kind of riot with things oh, if, yeah. if there's not some, I want to have it if there's, if there's not some kind of pizza thing for Danny on there no. like it's like everybody's going to be pissed like, and even if it's like not a slice of pizza it has to be something that kind of harkens to that and like that these stories that have been like just parking lot uh, nachos like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly no I'm already trying to get like our, our favorite uh, fried cheese curds delivered here and they don't distribute out this far so I'm, I'm like hey I know distributor out here that we could you know get contacted with and we're just gonna meet we're, we're gonna meet him in indianapolis yeah or we just proxy yeah ship it to us we'll, we'll figure that out, we'll figure it out. We, we um we have an opportunity to really hone in now on the personalities because they've been developed right, right? and uh, it's something that we're frankly really excited about. That makes it very like uh, very. It makes it a daunting kind of thing, though. Too like it's sure. like yes, you have this really great opportunity, but now you've got this thing that you have to, you're you're trying to live up to from all of these people that have this really close relationship with the brand or with the people or with with this this story that they that they feel connected to. Like yep. that's. That's to me. That's scary, but maybe that's just me because I'm overwhelmed by life. <laughs> oh, it's it's uh, it's not not scary, right? Um, the the biggest hire that we will have made to date by the time we open this is whoever is going to manage that kitchen, mm-hmm. um, and we're focused on that. We're right. we're very focused on that, and and our, frankly, our thought process was: what's the worst case scenario? We don't get the right person. We know we can find a food partner mm-hmm. if we have to do that, uh, but we would. We would be doing ourselves a disservice at this point if we didn't at least pursue trying to to take this on for right. this location. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes, I, I think it was Wayne Gretzky who said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I, I just love that because it's true. I, I've heard people in my life say all their lives, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done that. Well, and I think the, the, important, give it a try. Yeah, the important part about that, though, too, is that like if... If you if you miss a shot, like you get to take it again. Like yeah, that's just, right. You just get to keep like in life. You just get to keep trying things and keep spitballing stuff and trying to make things work and get better at it and better at it. And if you if you if you miss a shot, you just you take it again. And yeah. you, you you know it's. I think that that's. I think that's something that a lot of a lot of people miss out on. They think that if they if they try something and it's not perfect, that they just kind of oh to hell with it and they give up and they kind of shy away from um the uh putting themselves out there again and i think that with something like this watching it develop over time and there will be things that won't work and people walking like this is this is weird man this isn't what i wanted this isn't sonder <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's yeah. That, hey we'll take feedback from that <laughs> yeah. and, but then you know so, it'll it'll develop and it'll be fine some of the best basketball players in the world uh only made 65 percent of their shots right sure the best hockey players in the world make 20% of them or whatever the numbers are, right? We're going to miss a lot, right? Uh, but, that, you know, uh, one thing 
how many times was Joe Burrow sacked last year? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> know, right? Exactly. Uh, one of the things that's just, I think, the nature of who... Better Cincinnati who, reference right now. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, one of the things I think hopefully people would recognize about the three of us is we're not really scared to fail um, because we have, right? There have been things that have flopped. There have been things that have that have missed. Uh, but but we just keep we keep shooting, right? Um, and... and I, I'm very confident this won't fail, uh, but there will be aspects of it that flop, right? right. And we're just going to have to keep learning from it. Mm-hmm. Progress, move on. Pivot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. When, when, when we, we signed drink up, every time somebody <laughs> says that. <laughs> when we signed up for this thing, we wouldn't have expected that 15 months in, we would have been dealing with a pandemic and had to shut down. Right. right? And so uh, you're, you're right, man. It's daunting. Um, and, and, you know, to double down on that thought process, uh, we negotiated and worked on this location for almost eight months before. And there were times we felt like we were at the one yard line. I remember telling our attorneys, uh, we were sitting in our office space and we were looking through the lease terms and which by the way, the, the, the landlords, the, the group that owns this have been great. And we feel really confident going into that, that, that was scary for me because our first model, we, we own that place. Right. right? So we've never dealt with, leasing a space, but, uh, we were looking through the lease agreement and, you know, very, very, I would say at one point it was 50, 50 yeah. and, and our attorneys were like, yeah, you guys are at the one yard line. And we looked at him and we're like, yeah, but you know how many times teams get to the one yard line mm-hmm. and don't score? Um, we were ready to walk away. Yeah. We were, um, we were bullish. Yeah. You know, just and, good. What, go ahead. Looking for oh, just saying we, we were bullish and like, Hey, you know, we're, we're willing to walk and we stood our ground on a couple of things that was, you know, important, important to, us. to us. Yeah. Speaking of things that are important to us as things that are important to Cincy Brewcast, manscaped.com, the show sponsor. So let's, let's talk about them. You guys know them by now. They make great products and we, we love what they do here on the show. And I've got breaking news. Speaking of great products, they now have beard products. That's right. They're once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products uh, on your face. I guess you could have before, but this, uh, they're made for your face. And, and when I say they're made for it, they, these things are great. Um, go to manscaped.com, use the code GNOME, which we'll talk about in just a second. But uh, use it to get this new kit, this Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Uh, it comes with obviously the razor itself, which has like a wheel on top of it, and they call it they call it the zoom wheel. Uh, it adjusts the length of the blade w- with the guard already there. Like you don't have to, to like change those little plastic pieces, which is one of the things that I hate about most of the beard trimmers that I've ever had uh, is all those pieces and they get lost and you know, it's 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 a pain. And this one is not a pain. It's it's it works great. It's waterproof. You can use it in the shower. Um, and and like I said, it doesn't have all of those goofy attachments that you lose. <laughs> uh, uh, seriously, get on there and, and check it out. Uh, while you're there, you can. Get Get the whole set, which comes with all of their formulations too. These are dermatologist tested; like they're they're not going to mess with you. Um, they have the beard shampoo and conditioner. Not that I have a massive beard, but I've been using this stuff on my stubbly face, and I love the way it smells. I love the way it makes my face feel. It's great. It's really good stuff. They have beard oil too. 
So if you do have facial hair, you put this beard oil on there and it keeps it all hydrated and uh, keeps your face happy. And then the one that I haven't used, but I do have it, I just don't have enough facial hair. They have a beard balm, which is kind of like a, a pomade for your beard. So you can shape your beard and make it look absolutely perfect, uh, which I recommend everybody do. Make themselves look perfect. Make yourself feel good by looking good. Uh, and the best way to do that is go to manscaped.com because if you go there, if you go, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code GNOME. That's G-N-O-M-E at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code GNOME. Manscaped's a beard hedger. One stroke, one guard, 20 different lengths. Check it out, guys. Back to the show. Uh, it, um... It, it it makes me nervous. Like it makes like it. I I can't imagine that that mindset being because like Mason is is great. It's a great space. People love it. People like people are so attached to what that is. Like that thought of trying to to take that next step and do something that's that's different from that. Boy, he's going to leave oh. here. We're going to call and ask if we can oh. back out, right? Like, man, I wasn't really nervous till we sat down with the gnarly gnomes. It makes me nervous. I just, I it makes so nervous. me less. Well, I mean, I've seen, I, but I've seen like uh, from, from the beer drinker perspective, like there are places and I, I you know, not to, I don't want to call anybody out, but like, um, like you see them do something else and like just, not do it right at all and you look at it and you're like how did how did this how did this happen and somebody thought it was a great idea and that 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 it, it scares me as a beer drinker you know to to watch how things um how things develop and you know i i, I trust you guys but like right, right now sitting in the space it could be a saunder trailhouse. <laughs> it, it could be. It could. it could be for sure. There's there's so, always chances for that, right? But I I trust you guys. I like I I'm, I'm kind of uh, playing it up a little bit, but um but you know like I, there are people that sometimes just lose sight somehow and and kind of get mixed up in in this other thing that's happening and and you know something and and forget what makes something special. Well, I think what's nice about our team is that we do listen a lot to our consumers and the people around us. And we have a lot. I have a lot of friends. Um, my daughter played soccer in Lakota. We, we, we know people in Lakota and I've heard what they've said, too, along with the deliveries. It wasn't just a shot in the dark. Right. Like we really yeah, we, we've, we've took been... a lot of research and time to think about it and see for sure if we could make this our personality. Right. I would also be a lot more worried if I were doing this without the two of them. So not to get like too emotional and weird, but the three of us, I mean, first of all, we go Are through this emotional. Never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we go through this every January. Right. So, and now it's even worse. Like dry January is a, a thing. And, you know, every January, it's like, are people going to come back? Like, are, are people going <laughs> to keep drinking beer? And, um, you know, it always feels weird in January when, when weather hits and things get slow. And um, I would say the thing that I'm most proud of and probably the reason that I'm not as nervous as what it probably seems like we should be is because of this team. I, I feel, you know, all of our strengths are very different and all of our weaknesses are very different. And, and I mentioned, I mean, there were other places where at least one of us liked. Right. Um, but this was the first one all three of us were all in on. That matters to me because we, we, we all have a different perspective on this. And I would lump our, 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 all of our leadership team into that. I mean, 
you know, Haley sitting over there always offers a good perspective and, and, you know, Chad on our team and, and Jess Green on our team and Danny and, and Maggie, and you, you go down the list, right? You, you know, our sales team always offers good feedback. And I feel very strongly like I'm not in the boat by myself. And I feel like if I was, that would be the difference, right? The difference of not just the example you used, but, but other examples where yeah. they don't necessarily have the best team in their corner that are pointing things out and helping them get to, we have, the three of us, by the way, have no problem having a really tough, challenging conversation. And that gets us to where we are. I think you you bring up a good point because, you know, most of my kind of frame of reference, like the gnome is is the gnome. Like it's just, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. when I, when I make decisions on things, it's just me kind of like, all right, I think this is right. I'm going to do this. And like, sometimes it's not the right way to do things. Mm-hmm. And I got figured out and I, you know, you know, regroup and I come back and I try something else. But like, that's, I think how my mind then works about how all of this is happening for a lot of places. And it's hard to sometimes understand that's not really how it is probably supposed to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and we say all the time, right. Is this a hill you're willing to die on? Right. Right. Cheese curds are a hill Chase is willing to die on. <laughs> Damn right. Curd hill. And, and, we're, and, we're, and we're okay with that. Right. It makes sense for us as well. But there are also things that one of us feels strongly about. That's like not a hill I'm willing to die on, but you guys need to hear this. Right. Right. And, and that, that helps uh, as we guide through these things. I joked at our at our holiday party when we announced this location to our team before the announcement went live. I said, this is probably the worst kept secret within our building uh, because we're so excited about it that we want people to know, like, this is where we're headed. Right. And oh, by the way, we're picking up feedback from people along the way within our team. Um, and and that helped us get to here. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I I know that we have team members that would say it, but I have not heard. I don't know if y'all have. Um, from our team internally, any concerns about this location? I, I have not, uh, but I know in, in the culture that that hopefully we've set, and our team would say that is we do we we do welcome that. Like if you have concerns, let us know. Mm-hmm. What is it? How do you keep that culture going? It's tough, especially as we grow. Um, one of the things that we've identified is opening this location will add, you know, twenty team members probably. Um, not all full time, but some will be, and to the point of trying to make this space feel different, but also feel similar, keeping that culture intact is going to be the most challenging thing we've come across uh, as a leadership group, because you're going to bring people in who didn't know us in 2018 when we sat in an echoey room. Right. Right. So I I don't know if you guys can answer that differently than me, but. um, No, I think just to kind of add on to it, you know, there's, there's a balance with that. Right. I mean, you know, you can, we're, we're all human. We're, we're kind of just trying to figure out I'm life. I'm not a gnome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all just trying to figure out life as we go on, right? And um, we certainly do make mistakes and we'll be making more mistakes in the future um, with this location as well. Um, but I mean, you can you can sit there and quiver in a corner and be fearful and, and not progress and move on. Or you just buck up and you take the challenge on head on, learn from your mistakes and just keep going. And that's, that's where I'm at. Like we're, we're, we're going to make mistakes. Like Justin says, I always look at things as the worst case scenario, worst case scenario. We, 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 fail. We got to close this place up and we're back to production brewery and Sunder tap room one. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's, that's well said. I had a boss in corporate America in one of my first jobs, uh, tell me, and it, it always stuck with me. Um, he said, you're either, you're either adapting and growing or you're getting worse. 
Just that because everybody around you is getting better if you're not right. So status quo is just getting worse, especially in the landscape and world we live in and beer today. Uh, we, we're not, our competition is not just other breweries. In fact, I would say it's almost the opposite. People love going to multiple breweries. Sure. That's, that's less competition to me. The competition we have is, uh, the big beer that is being consumed and put in somebody's fridge. Uh, people love to bar hop, right? People love to go to other places. Matt, the Miller's is two doors down. Uh, they have, you betcha on tap right now, every day. They may or may not keep that. But if they don't, then certainly the people who love you better are just going to walk two doors down. Right. Right. So they win just like we win from us being here. Jen has been pretty bullish on this. We've had different, we've had varying degrees of confidence about this statement as we've identified this. But hopefully we attract people to here that raises their business as well. Right. Well, let's, let's talk about that a little bit about the difference in uh, the kind of the community, the drinking community, uh, in this location versus where you guys over are in Mason, you know, if, if people are coming to Sonder, they're coming to Sonder. Like they're not, you're not walking around. Hey, I'm going to grab a drink. Oh, there's a spot. I'm going to go there. Whereas here, that's kind of part of what happens. People come to grab some food or come to their shopping and they, decide they're going to grab a drink afterwards or, you know, whatever somebody's story is grabbing their underwear. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but people come here and uh, they're grabbing something to drink afterwards within like, you know, where you guys are in Mason. It's, it's, I don't know. What is it like four miles to get to the next brewery to the next brewery? Yeah. Is that sound yeah, about give or right? take a little bit? Uh, it's, it's, it's just about four miles to the common and, and a little bit more than that to 16 lots. Whereas here yeah. you've got Dogberry a mile and a half away. Yep. Uh, you have, and this is going to be a controversial statement. You technically have Twin Peaks, which is technically a tap room. They have a brewery in Texas. Three of their beers oh, are on tap. Oh, I did not that's, know that. That's a, that's a stretch, okay, and I okay. get it. But they are technically a tap room. <laughs> that's, I, haven't, I haven't written that article yet. <laughs> but it's like, the coldest beer in town, though, no. <laughs> I hate that. It's, there's, a, there's an icicle in the middle of the beer. I, I hate it so much. Um, Oh, man. But the, we, but we the views, but the views are scenic. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> Depends I, on who you ask. I, I, I I'm just reading their signs. I, That's I, just I, what the side I, of the building says. You can see the highway from the patio, I think is what they're saying. Uh, <laughs> Wait, should we rename this tapper Twin Bulge? <laughs> Jen, yeah? This is a family show, Chase. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is this a family show? <laughs> I, uh, I I won't let my kids listen to it. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, but that's because you call that your daughter be, a terrorist. Call that's the terrorists. only reason. <laughs> I, uh, I forgot where I was going with all of this. Oh man, the competition. Man, competition. But but yeah. that idea of like you know this is uh, this spot is very much like there's there's more places around here for people to drink. Sure than there are, you know, when you're in Mason, regardless of what you want to go drink. Like, how does that, how does that shape how you guys kind of, uh, position this tap room in comparison to how you did it with, uh, with Mason? I think, I think partly when we opened our tap room in Mason, we specifically had our beer as the focus and we knew people would come there for the beer. Right. I think being here, this used to be a restaurant in this location. I think we will get some people who come here just for the food and hopefully are pleasantly surprised by the beer offerings. 
I think we will get some people who come here just for the beer. And I think that we will get some people who have no idea where they're coming to and they'll just walk in and be pleasantly surprised. Hopefully. They just bought their underwear and, oh, what's that? Yep, yep, I do. <laughs> we had a guy actually We've knock on the door people. today and multiple say, people. I saw... Saw the lights are on. Yeah, I saw the <laughs> lights are on. on are you guys open? Actually, yeah, and he had yeah. no idea that it had changed from yeah. a restaurant to... Mm-hmm. And I said, Sonder Brewing's coming. He said, oh, I just... This place looked interesting, so I thought I'd stop. <laughs> So that's more of what I think we will get here than we do in Mason for and, one difference. And, and we, we live by the rising tides thing, right? If you've right. listened to our story, our Saunders stories, if you've listened to the podcast, when Danny botched that at, on your oh, Oktoberfest my, episode, my favorite moment, that ever. is one of my favorite <laughs> podcasts we've ever done. Uh, rising we, we, ships we, raise all tides. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. He also, didn't he coin, I've had beers. Yes, he did. <laughs> he said, I've had beers. Uh, if you are listening to this and maybe don't know us, it might sound that our confidence is coming off as arrogant, and I apologize if it does. That's not what it's meant to be. We, we genuinely feel and believe the rising tides thing, right? What we, what we think is going to come out of this is more tickets because people, stumbling, people stumble upon it and then move on somewhere else shopping or for another beer or dinner. Uh, and less of a destination like you get out of Mason. We we think that there is opportunity for us to succeed as well as everybody else that's still coming over here to get a beer with scenic views or... Are you going to have icicles uh, in the middle of your beer here? Because, <laughs> no, just, no. just yours. Just yours. No, <laughs> uh, no we... we uh, I, would, I would love if in a year uh, the team at Dogberry is over here going, man, I'm so glad you guys came over here because it just raised awareness of craft beer in, in Westchester. That would be a huge win for us. Um, well, and I, I think that, you know, and this is you know, kind of my outside perspective. And uh, I, I think that a place like this has the ability to do a lot for a place like Dogberry or a place, as much as I, I hate to say it, a place like Twin Peaks that is technically a tap room. They have three of their beers on tap. You know, like it's to do something to kind of draw more awareness to places that are around you. Matt Miller's, who, you know, whoever it is, somebody that's serving beer that is, you know, passionate about, a, a, well, I guess Matt Miller's is more wine, right? But, you know, like, no, they do something that, you know, drawing more attention to uh, the craft beverage space and just getting people to come somewhere that they wouldn't have gone otherwise or that they would have bought their underwear and left and gone somewhere else. Like just to keep people somewhere and kind of for sure to engage with this. For sure. It gets me excited. And let's not get it twisted. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is not that, Oh, we're just going to bring a bunch of people here and everybody else benefits. We're going to benefit from a lot of people being here, right? We're going to benefit from people buying their underwear at Duluth and waiting on a bay at top golf and going to Matt, the Millers who didn't even know we were here and going to, to, get scenic views at Twin Peaks or whatever, right? I just love it. I, I think the it's hilarious. I've actually never eaten there. Um, I haven't uh, either. But, but I have heard that is no, weird. <laughs> I have heard it's weird that there is ice in your beer. I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, but but we are going to benefit from like, If you guys ever sell beer there, make them like just buy cans and put them in the cooler because then there's no ice in the beer. We, I, I know I we it. have sold to the one in Kentucky, uh, I think down in Florence. Uh, that's one of our accounts, but um, it's, it's, I don't think this is going way down another rabbit hole. Yeah. I would never, I would never like in like in any like stretch of anything. Like if I saw that like you betcha was on tap at Twin Peaks, be like, oh yeah, I'm going to take a you betcha, because like 
it's going to come in like this frosted mug with this <laughs> icicle and like the whole thing's going to be frozen. And like, I, I don't want that. Like, that's not how I want you betcha to, 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 to be for me. Uh, and, and that same thing goes for a lot of craft beers that are on tap there that I can't understand, but whatever, <laughs> whatever. It's, it's their thing. I guess. Yeah. I'll have to go want. over there and with my thermometer and check out the beer is actually. Well, don't they, don't they it's say not. it's like served at 29 degrees or something? It's not. The, the glass is just frozen. That's yeah. all it is. Like the beer is just normal temperature. It's just in a frozen glass. And they won't give you a glass. Man, this is, they won't give you one that's all not of a sudden frozen. became so a twist episode. So the ice is, is sheeting off the glass. It, yeah. And okay. I mean, it'll freeze up inside too because the, the whole thing is for, and they're like these tall, skinny mugs. Okay. So there's like less, I guess. Okay. So it freezes up quick. Are I, we on video yeah. right now? I can't remember. We, we are. Well, I really hope out of context, people are just watching <laughs> the, the, you. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I won't put that in While there. we're talking about <laughs> Twin Peaks, by the way. I don't do full videos of the show. I do clips so that people okay. can just see the good parts, not me sitting here at the table. <laughs> Hand motions, Doing all hand gestures. Although now I have to. Uh, <laughs> if you don't put that video clip in, you've done it wrong. <laughs> well, I try to keep myself out of them as much as possible. Nobody wants to yeah, see Yeah, I notice me. your back is kind of, yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> uh, so what do you think, like, what do you think um, if we sit down from a, a, a year from now and we are looking at kind of uh, this part of the journey, what do you think the next kind of step in Saunders uh, story uh, with not to nice, go back to nice that uh, horrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you think the next thing is? Like, is this, is this kind of the new model for, for how you guys keep growing over time is to kind of identify those places that love your beer, that want their own call a version of what Sonder is. Is that the thing? Yeah, I think, you know, when we started, I, I'm from a production background, right? So getting to 50,000 barrels is, is, you know, important to me. But with the trends being shown in the craft brewing industry, that's becoming harder and harder. There's, there's what, one brewery? Well, if you leave Sam Adams Miller out of it, there's one brewery in Cincinnati that's at that level? In Cincinnati, yes. Yeah, yes. I'm not sure what Braxton's at. I think 15 or 17. Maybe, oh, no. Right? I, if you include Braxton, they would be not at 50,000, but they're... they're 30, maybe? Probably. They're, okay. they're up there. If you go oh, Ohio, um, you know, and you include Ohio, they're not at 50,000, but... Um, uh, Columbus Brewing Company is up there. Brewdog, if you consider, I mean, now granted that's a production facility, so they mm -hmm. are brewing that, but mm -hmm. there, I mean, 50,000 is obviously aspirational. And while that was probably, I don't know if this is where you were going, so I don't want to steal your thunder, but um, that was a, a discussion that we've always had. We want to continue to grow. We want to supply people. We want to be a, whether it's regional brewery or whatever that looks like, I, I would boil it down to a really simple, a really simple statement from, from my perspective. We will brew beer as long as there is demand. And we will grow to meet that demand. So, um, how do you figure out what that means though? It's a good question. Like, yeah. We what don't does know. demand mean? So, anymore? so we got to a point here in, in Westchester where it just kept, it just kept hitting us across the face. Now I'm, I'm, I look at things a little bit differently. Um, and I, but I kept calling them God moments. Like I just felt like it just kept hitting me across the face. Like the, the home delivery thing was a, was a big aha. And then I would, I would rant, you know, we, we partnered with Ohio Eagle, who's a great distribution partner for us. And every time I would be over here and I would oh, be yeah, meeting right over here too. I they are. That. And, and that, that helped this decision, right. Working with them. But 
every time um, Devin they Duggar a place to go drink. I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Devin Duggar, who's their president, every time he and I would meet and talk strategy, we would be somewhere and ever. I mean, we never failed, and it was not the same location. Everywhere we would go, the bartender would be like, "When are you going to open something on this side of town?" Yeah, you know, it just kept happening, and so for us, that felt like now. Now you're right; it's not far from home base, if you will. Uh, but it was far enough that it, it made sense. What I would tell you is as we continue to distribute our beer further or be in places where we don't distribute, but people are asking, that's right. when the discussion has to start to happen. Right. Um, and in, in full transparency, I don't believe, I don't think that a second tap room is the end all be all for, for what the future looks like. I, I do think we will, we will have other places that make us local to areas. The right. thing the thing for us that's really important is we want to feel local to the consumer, right? So as we get further from home, and we've seen this in Columbus, right? It's a little yeah, bit of a I, battle. A lot of my Columbus friends were very upset when this announcement came out, but they were expecting the next Sonder location to possibly be a little further north. Yeah, so so that's a good example, right? There's people in Columbus who uh, our beer has done well there, and so they're asking about that. And, you know, I look at, you know, even... We, we toyed around with the idea kind of like what 16 lots did of Northern Kentucky. <clears throat> and you just, just naturally start to look at where your beer is selling and how is it selling and where are people asking about it? And, and, and to the point we talked about, we, we might miss a couple of those. We might, right. we might pursue something and be like, you know what? We've looked here. We've looked here. It doesn't fit. And then just not, not move forward. But, uh, but we will continue to grow to where we, what, what we feel is the demand and then production will, will fall into place with that. We've got plans to, to grow our, our production facility to meet that demand. We've got some room to grow into that. But the cool thing is we've got six acres of land where okay. if we can make that space be the mothership, if you will, right, that, that produces the beer. Let's go down that road a little bit. You guys uh, have talked a lot about uh, kind of uh, the growth of especially the beer garden and what that has become there. All of a sudden, this, uh, you know, the, the branding of uh, brewery and beer garden tap house and kitchen. It's all making a lot more sense now, but, uh, you know, this, this beer garden part of what Sonder is, you guys are, uh, you talked about putting in walking trails around the outside and some more landscaping, that kind of stuff on the actual production side there. There's a lot of us, a lot of the, 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 the nerdy folks, uh, the, the sour side of things, the barrel aged side of things, like how, what kind of growth are we going to see from that in the future from you guys? Well, I mean, I'll touch on the sour side. I wanted this to be a sour <clears throat> facility, personally. <laughs> so, yeah, the issue with sours is that they just don't sell. Well, I buy some. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you buy a, a few thousand barrels of them? No. So, Small. Yeah. Our, our bourbon barrel-aged beer has, has outperformed our sours significantly. So we're investing more into the bourbon age side than the sours. So do, how do many, we, how many barrels a year does, does Canty own like make? Do we know that? Number? I don't, I don't know that I don't number. Know. I, I do have a, a one point of reference that can give you some context. So I believe I'd have to, somebody listening will probably fact check it's me on fine. this, but it, it's close. These numbers are close. When Wicked Weeds sold to InBev, Wicked Weed is known mm -hmm. as a sour brewery, right? right? Most people that know them, know them for sour beer. The year they sold, they did somewhere around twenty three to twenty six thousand barrels. But the, like pernicious is a big part of their three thousand of those barrels were sour. Okay, yeah. uh, okay, I like okay. And they're in how many states? Exactly, so, I mean, exactly. Right. So there's some context for you. Okay. 
Um, that number I feel pretty good about because we we were fortunate enough to be able to do a tour with that team, and that's where we got that okay. number. Yeah, we are. I mean, so we're putting more focus on the bourbon barrel aging side for more of the the sales side, but also also our our space is becoming confined. Um, and with, you know, with my rules of not touching anything, uh, uh bacteria wise while we're in normal production, it Your doesn't, space it doesn't give in... us the ability to, to, to do production and sours at the same time. We have the isolated room, which is now being decommissioned. Um, and that will be used for, um, smaller tanks to do more R and D fun stuff with. Um, but we also have a, a second space that we'll be renting out for housing barrel agent you know, a stainless steel tank for, for, for bottling our, our, our bourbon barrels off of. And we can convert some of that space into sours. Uh, but right now we're kind of like on the fence of that, to be honest with you. I mean, one of your two GABF award-winning beers are for sure. Is, is barrel yeah. sour. Like it just, sure. like I, I recognize that from like a, a sales perspective, it's not, it's not the thing that, that but moves awards, the needle. Awards don't, you know, pay the bills. They don't. Uh, you would love for them to. I don't. No, I don't. I don't know that I would, because I think that the, like it's not. It's not that it's it's popular that makes it uh, what I want to drink. It's sure. just that it's, it's just that it tastes amazing. Sure. And I I don't I don't drink as much of it. Like I'll drink you know six times as much of probably way more than that of something else versus a barrel aged sour. Sure. But when I crack it open. I love it. And I love it. I love it more than most of that other stuff I have. But you you appreciate it a, more. It's a, differently. But it's a special moment. And it's that thing that I, that I want to have and I want it to be there. And so like I, um, and, and there are only a handful of places, uh, if, if you can even call it a handful of places that do it well, especially here in Cincinnati, there's just a, a, few, a few places that I, I trust to do it or that I, have appreciated what they do with it. And you guys are one of them. And so it's like, it, it, I, I appreciate that. I, I would, I would, uh, I would take a page out of Chad Blount's, uh, playbook here, our, our director of sales. He says forever is a long time, right? So, so what I wouldn't ever feel comfortable saying is we're getting away from sours forever. Right. What I would say is given our current landscape, space, model, growth, everything, they've taken a backseat. But it doesn't mean that we'll never do them. We, we have this conversation all the time. Chase is right. <clears throat> we have decided to lean into and focus more on the clean barrel side, the non-soured side of our barrel-aged sales. However, we talk all the time about where we could do this or where we could do X or where we could do Y. And still what comes up is we could potentially do sours at this location. So whatever that location is, right? right. So- I, th I think it's fair to say that it m it may resurface at some point. We have a great team member in Luke who is really good at doing it, right? I'm really passionate at it. So it may resurface. Um, to say it's going away forever is a long time. Yeah. It, uh, it, 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 it's just one of those things as a beer drinker. Totally. Like I just, you know, uh, uh, as a consumer, I'm with you. I, we have this, uh, you know, between uh, obviously urban artifact, um, you know, Rheingeist, you guys, like we've got the, there's some places around town that are doing some really, really cool stuff with barrel aged sours. Yeah. And we, get, we have this potential to kind of, kind of shake things up a little bit and get people like, Oh, what's what's going on over there and like you know it's and, you know those two examples have a, a much wider distribution breadth than we do as well but even you know even uh in urban's their own thing with with how they kind of model their, their business but like Rheingeist, 
Like I, at any moment they could just say, you know what? This is stupid. We're not, we're not doing this anymore. Like it's not, it's not moving the needle for us at all. Like nobody's buying these things, but there's, it's still there. And like, I, you know, I, I recognize that a, a Rheingeist is a very different thing than what, than a, yeah, than to a chase his point, to Chase's point, they have a lot more space available to keep it siloed off. I'm pretty sure they could build a spaceship in the basement exactly. and not like nobody exactly. would notice for a while. <laughs> Where's yeah. all this money going? Like, uh, Oh, you know, like on, on, on Batman where he keeps funneling money and exactly. you know, yeah. just, you know, it's like that. It's like, nobody notices. <laughs> so exactly. That's, that's yeah. what Ryan Geist is, but they're, they're barrel aged uh, sour program. Nobody's noticed yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what gets you guys excited right now about craft beer, uh, in Cincinnati or beyond? Like what, what makes you, well, I mean, to touch on the, uh, the Bachfest, uh, I'm super excited to be part of that and, and to be the main sponsor, um, just to be tied into the history and to the heritage, the, the Germanic, you know, history of Cincinnati and, and to be, you know, kind of a, a vocal point for that is just, it's huge. And to, it's humbling. Yeah. To, and to go down to history as being this Cincinnati German brewery is, it, it means a lot to me. Like that's, you know, if you, if you listen back to some of the podcasts from the, the very early days, like that was one of the most intriguing things and in, uh, that promoted, you know, us and Haley to, to come here is just the Germanic history and making true, you know, style German beers and doing them right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm bullish. You know, I think our, our beer is some of the best in, in the country, to be honest with you. Um, so I just, I, don't know, I, I feel yeah, a lot of uh, gratitude towards just being part of that and to be part of the history. I'm still, I'm still waiting to hear back. There is a, there is a chance that I should probably be down at Bachfest recording something. Let's go. And I'm hoping that what that is that I'm recording will involve a beer poker in a bunch of Bach beers, but it's, it's yes. still in the works. <laughs> what so. do they call that? The, uh, I can't remember what the, the <laughs> some kind of, <laughs> that's I always not, think of Chuck from narrow path it, every time. <laughs> Every time I think of that, that's who I think of. Um, I, um, I love it so much. Well, you know, I, they're yeah. bringing back the, the brewery competition, right? Yes. This year? All right. Yes. Yes. Awesome. I think, I think while all of which we won the last, the last one they had, by the way. Oh, that's the thing. I was like, looking at you. I didn't know what you, the, yeah. the, the remember we monk, were too hungover to go. Yes. We couldn't go. And yeah, Chess yeah, was yes. really pissed. Yes. But they ended up winning. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it wasn't, uh, Dylan was a, was an integral piece to that. Wasn't he? Dylan and his, his, his bros, his crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and Eric, Jess's yeah. partner. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's right. I forgot all yeah. about that. Eric had a rally. We yeah, we owe him some beers. For yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have the whole weekend blocked out this year. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to take, it, I'm gonna take it, it easy. It has been, yeah. it has been uh, a, a very contentious point in my family. There's been several things that have popped up in the meantime. I'm like, nope, look, it's on can't, the calendar. Yeah, can't do that. Can't argue with it. Like, here it is. <laughs> yeah. It's on the calendar. <laughs> there. Um, what gets me excited is the pendulum is swinging back to good beer. Uh, for a long time, craft beer got to this point where you could can or package anything and people were going to buy it. Right. And, and where we're getting is, especially here in Cincinnati, man, we're spoiled. There's so much good beer here. There's so much good beer. Yeah, there is. You stumble, you stumble upon it, man. Not, you know, and I'm not, I'm not just referring to us. I'm not referring to us at all. Honestly, it's, there's so much good beer in neighborhood breweries here. Right. Um, even, you know, an example I would use is, is Mark Lortz at the common, like oh, and yeah. Mark, Mark's a, a, has become a good friend of mine. And, you know, unless you knew they were there, you wouldn't necessarily know. And they're, they're jamming out good beer and there's great people. And it's a neighborhood bar of people that make really good beer. Right. And that's just one example of many. 
that I could go down the list of. But what gets me excited is certainly here in Cincinnati, but I, it's, it's definitely happening and trending nationally is you're, you're getting less low quality or not good beer in market and in package and in bars, right? It's, right. you've got to make good product to compete. And that's what gets me excited. And, and I would double down on that and say, with very traditional styles of beer um, and lagers and, and, and styles that make me excited, like a Schwartz beer, like a dark lager or a Bach, like William Goat, there's always going to be a place for a you betcha and a, and a hoppy beer. And, and I, to Chase's point, I would put ours up against anyone. Uh, and and it, that does keep the lights on for us. You betcha does pay the bills, right? But we also get to make these other really cool beers that are traditional in style that that I love to drink. Is there anything that makes you guys nervous right now about craft beer? Oh, every day. Yeah. What, <laughs> what makes you nervous? There's there's a gap forming. Yeah. As far as like what, you know, demographically, what's speaking towards the Gen Z and, you know, their alcohol consumption, um, which ultimately is, I guess, probably a good thing for society, you know, I guess. But um, I, I don't know. It's... Uh, stuff I, I mentioned dry it, january already but right? do you yeah. think it's do you think it is like a kind of a you know my my dad drank craft beer so i'm not going to so then you know their kids well, my dad drank you know bourbon so i'm going to go back to craft beer well the legalization the legalization of other stuff is it, you know people only have so much money right right um and so they're getting their they're getting their buzz elsewhere some people are right yeah um or they're getting less of a buzz from this and splitting those funds with something else. Right. Um, that's a, that's a real, that's a real concern. If it's not a concern for people, I think you're burying your head in the sand. Right. Um, the NA movement is real, right? Um, every time I, every time I open Twitter, there's an ad for Hio or one of these other things that are non-alcoholic beverages that give you a float or a buzz or whatever that looks like. Right. <laughs> right. Um, or just straight up non-alcoholic beer. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's always going to be a place for beer. Don't get me wrong. There will always be a place for beer, but the idea that, you know, people, and we said it, right. We, we used to say this beer is recession proof. Well, I, I don't think that's as true as it once was. So you've got to be strategic. You've got to give people a reason to hang out if they're not going to drink six beers. Right. Got it. And, and frankly, part of that for us is let's have some food for them to enjoy. Right. Um, let's have a festival where they can do stuff other than just drink beer. Let's have a sporting event on so they can come and hang out. And so, yeah, that, that makes me a little bit nervous. There's also a gap forming between, um, really large beer and really small beer. And that, that gap in the middle, um, worries me a little bit and I don't know what the numbers are Ooh, before you a, ask that's interesting before you ask I don't know what they are no, but I, I haven't thought about that there, there's always going to be a place for the small bar that has no debt that makes their own beer right there's always gonna be a place for that because they have no debt and they can sustain yeah. themselves yeah yeah Max, my mind has just kind of shifted to okay so say we're in three states and you know five years ago 50,000 barrels was in my head you know, maybe that's 20,000 barrels, which is just still a great, a great number. And I, I'd be happy, very happy with, with that number for us to, to sustain and, and, and to, to, to make good beer. And I think that's where my head's at is that if we're, if we're making some of the best beer, then we're going to survive. 
Yep. And that's kind of what I lean I into. I lean I into, you know, my, my, my pride and my stubborn, my, uh, my stubbornness, stubbornness, stubborn, stubbornness. <laughs> Sorry. Probably had two beers. Um, uh, you know, being Swiss that I am, uh, I, I am stubborn and I, I do think that our beer is just some of the best beer. And I think that's going to show and I think that's going to keep us around and continue to grow our, our, our brand and our product. You know, we, we, we're diligent on, uh, shelf life of our beer. Um, we, we check, you know, our runs every two hours. We, we're spearing our cans, checking the DO, like those things pay off at, at, at the end, I, I believe. As long as consumers get it in their hands. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's, that's part of it too. And, and that you guys, you guys as, as an ownership group, as a, as a company, don't tear yourselves apart. Like that's the other thing that can, that can really destroy things is that just the company just, just fails. Like they're, you know, you can make great beer, but if you have other stuff going on, it'll destroy things. Sure. And there's, you know, plenty of examples of that too. But, um, I, I don't, I don't worry about that with you guys. <laughs> Because you guys are one of those places that I can sit down and talk to, and you guys make me feel good about what's happening. <laughs> there's not, yeah, there's still a lot of a lot really of, good. You, you have the like opposite that. effect, by the way. You thanks, have the opposite. Thanks. <laughs> like, like, it's what and, my wife tells me. <laughs> well, I mean, so out of us three, like I'm, I'm pessimistic. I'm always looking at the negative. Like, what can go wrong? Like, what's, what's the worst that's going to happen? Are we prepared for it? So, which, which is good. We're a little bit of yin yang, I guess. But, um, but. Uh, no, I appreciate your yeah, Chase, Chase will say something like, I don't even know because you're always so freaking optimistic. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying to keep the room up, bro. There is there is so much about that group that you guys have, that you, the the balance and the, the using each other to kind of to, to keep building this thing and keep kind of uh, canceling each other out, maybe is the, the right way to put it. To, like, there's there's a lot of power in that. No, it's, right? a, it's, it's, definitely a, it's definitely a balance. Yeah. Well, when the when the the days are long and tough. It keeps you going, right? Mm. It, ke- it keeps you going when you think about. Sometimes I curl up in a little ball. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, what what yeah. did Chase say? Cower in the corner. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> Which hey, we were you talking directly to the gnome when you said that? Were you? <laughs> I've, I've had those days. Where, uh, yeah, we all have. You just need the right person that's going to get you out of it, right? Here's here's, here's my thing. Is like I I think the worst is behind us. I. I had, night, I had night terrors Knock starting, yeah, I had night terrors starting, you know, you know, saunter up in, in, in production realm and had the weight, just this immense weight on my shoulders. And I don't think I'll ever be in that position again. I, I don't either. Yeah. I, I think we're past that. But I, I think, I think it's important to, uh, to, to, to understand it and to, uh, to to feel it almost to, to know why that's there and to, to appreciate it and yeah. um, like I said you guys make me feel good yeah, yeah well, I appreciate that um, you know what I disagree with Chase you make me feel good too man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what I would say and I know we're we're probably now I know how you feel all the time <laughs> <laughs> you must just walk out of me and like fuck that guy just is <laughs> man <laughs> so naked I I know we're running long on time here, so I'll make this quick. But, but the one thing I would say is that when you, when you work really hard, like I know our leadership team does to include your team and bring them into the good moments, but protect them from the right. dark ones, it, it can get really lonely. I get um, that. but 
but it makes moments like this when you sit in a quiet room and, and see all the cars and think about what's coming, it makes you able to relax a little bit like what you're seeing yeah. because, because I, you know, what, what keeps me going when I get out of bed and you have a head cold because you haven't slept and you're stressed and you have everything else. You think about, you know, the Danny Harolds and the Chad Blounts and the Haley Shutters and the, you know, I could go all the way down the list, you know, Wayne Mehmet and JP and all the people that BIP and, and all of our production team, Luke and Austin and Parker. And, you know, I could go all the way down yeah. the list. And, and when you think about those teams, uh, it just makes you want to fight harder. You know, what, 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 what is unacceptable for our team is like, Oh, we've had a shitty month. Let's, uh, yeah. let's, let's, let's not figure it out. No, it's just like, all right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. Right. Well, it's, and, it's, it's good and bad. I think, I think this is what, you know, you were known, you were alluding to earlier is like you, your decisions affect you. Our decisions affect, you right. know, we've got 40 some people now. So like you guys don't even like, I don't, again, not to be the, the pessimist, you guys don't even know how many people like at the end of like my worst day, like you come home, and you get the kids to bed. The wife, you know, goes and sits and I don't know if she cries in the corner. I don't know what she does, but <laughs> you know, and then I come downstairs and I flip on the TV and I put on YouTube or something and I open up the fridge and I grab a beer. Like you guys are a part of those days for so many people. Well, the, the I appreciate days, you saying that. The happy yeah. days, the shitty days, the mediocre days, the days where I got stuck spending, you know, how many hours buying underwear and I just need a <laughs> fucking beer at the end of the day. Like you guys are yeah. a part of that now. Like, and it's, it's, I, it, I appreciate it, that. And, yeah. and, and that's it, not grains itself into like so many aspects of so many people's lives. It's easy to forget. To be honest it, with you. it is. And I appreciate yeah. you saying that. And it's also not to diminish all of the hard times that, that you go through and other people go through, right? It's just everybody's story. It's the whole Sonder brand, right? Everybody's yeah. story is completely different, yeah. but, but genuinely what keeps us going is the beer that's in the middle of this table. That's what, I mean, that's why we're together right now, right? Sure. Like what keeps us going and what makes me sad about the fact that there is a dry January and there are things <laughs> is like beer really does bring people together. I, I'll never forget the first time I heard Chase say, it's a natural lubricant. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, what? Social lubricant. Oh, shoot. That makes more sense. It's <laughs> a natural, natural lubricant is something different. Social lubricant yes. makes way more sense. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> but it is. It is. A couple of beers and, you know, yeah. the shitty day you had feels a little less shitty. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's, you know, that's what doesn't scare me either about this taproom is I, like I said, we're, 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 we're freaking humans. We're pretty dumb to be honest with you. Like as, as far as the species goes, like I had a whole thing of queso before you got here by myself. I've, I've had, a, I've had two donuts the last couple of days. Every time I'm here, like it's terrible. But the, the human side of it is what makes it what it is. Like it, For sure. I, I, yeah. I, going back to those, like those bad days or those good days. And I come home and I grab a beer. Like I, that's part of why I don't grab Budweiser. Like it's not that the beer is, is terrible. It's a fine beer. It's whatever. It's, it's it just no it's connecting point for you, but it doesn't connect to anything. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, it's made by a machine in my mind. Uh, yeah. But then I, I, you know, if I reach in there and I grab a nocturnal and then all of a sudden now I'm drinking beer with somebody and that like that, changes things for me as a drinker. And that's, 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 that's why, well, I, you know, I, together. I, again, like, so we have a bad day, right. And, and our office is upstairs, you know, we got production, we got our tap room at, at our current facility. Um, I walk into the tap room and there's Tyler Coons smiling, throws a coaster in front of me. Like, <laughs> what are you having brother? Like it's, it kind of is just like, uh, 
yes, I, I, I need this. Like I just need yep. to talk about sports. Not that I talk about sports, but talk about something other than, than, you know, production side. And yep. like, it's just, it, it, it's it helps point. a lot. And I, I think, I think that's kind of the culture that we have that we don't even know that we built that. Like we're yeah. just, we're just being pretty transparent. Sometimes sometimes too transparent. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes yeah. that, you know, I, yeah. Um, but I think that that just, it systemically goes through our, 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 our entire company. Well, but that's, that's why the three of us work really well. It's what bonded you and I from day one. Yeah. We had known each other for an hour and a half and you invited me over to your house yes. <laughs> to meet your wife and then offered for me to sleep on your couch. Yeah. Like I had known you for an hour and a half. I'm like, yeah. I call my wife. I'm like, this guy's going to wear my skin. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's a blizzard. There's a blizzard. There's a reason. <laughs> but it's, but it's, it was the human side of it. Right. And yeah. that that's when yeah. we have a bad day, it, it, it gets us through. And the connecting point for us is the beer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got to come to one more thing. Okay. Hurry. I, I don't got, know. I, got, if, I have to pee so bad. I don't know if you're going to remember this or not. <laughs> okay. But uh, right after, so we recorded an episode okay. at Sonder. Okay. I don't know if it was stories or if it was yours. And it was right after the New Belgium news happened. Okay. Do you remember this? I do. Uh, d- duck Donuts. It was right when you guys did that. Oh, okay. Very, okay. Yeah. 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 I think we recorded both of our shows. Probably. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and I told you it was at that point that I was like, yeah, at some point we'll have another tap room. And you had uh, just kind of talked to me about, um, you know, for you and your position as whether it's media or whatever you kind of view the Cincy Brewcast and Gnarly Gnome and everything that you had felt like oftentimes, you know, you're picking up the news elsewhere and then you're running with it. Sure. And I, I very distinctly remember telling you, I will tell you before we ever send a press release. <laughs> yes. And I did that. I did that. And you did. I just want you to hear that because what you do can be tiring as well, I'm sure. And you're, you're hearing us talk about all the stresses and all the shit that we go through. I feel you and I know that you do too, but I want you to hear from, from me. I remember that and, and consider you a friend. And so that's why before we released the press release, I was like, Hey, just so you know, this is coming. Well, I appreciate it. And I and appreciate it. wanted to make sure that you were part it, of that. It makes my life easier. Like I, I and, and, and you know, to anybody that's thinking that I'm like going around telling people I need things first. Like that's, that's not, that never happened. That never it's, happened. I, I did that. I did that because I, I promised you that I would do that because I wanted to show you that I appreciate what you're doing as well, a part you. of Cincy beer. Thank you. That I, was more of the story. I appreciate it. I, yeah. I appreciate it immensely. It makes, makes things easier for me. It's just makes it easier to write. <laughs> yes, yeah, for me, sure. Gives me a little wiggle room. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like you asked us some, some good, tough questions. I want to ask you a tough question. Okay. Ooh, this should be good. Who makes the best beer in Ohio, in Sonder. your opinion? Sonder, easily. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he, has to, he has to say that. He has to say that. Uh, I would have to really put a lot of thought into that. Like, it's, yeah. it, There are a lot of places that are making there is. incredible yeah. beer. So good, it's, yeah. it's, hard to, it's hard to take this group of people and say, you're doing this better than you are. Like, yeah. there's, there, are some, there are some really incredible beers happening. Yeah. Here's what I want you to do. And I want to, I want to do an, an episode of this. I want, I want to do a draft okay? because that's what we do, right? Okay. You're, Did, you're talking a sports draft or like, nope, a, nope. A beer draft. Okay. You're talking the Cincy craft draft <laughs> first debuted on Cincy Brewcast back in 2015. Nope. I would, uh, I would switch it a little bit. I want to switch it okay. a little bit. Okay. So it's coming back. I so somebody, I, so you'd have multiple people. I've thought about this before. You'd have multiple people uh-huh. and somebody would draft a style. 
Okay. I've, I've thought about it. You're ruining a future show. And then, <laughs> and then somebody, so you, you'd almost like pair them up into groups. Okay. Okay. And you would draft all the way through in each group. So it'd be two people. Okay. Per, per team, mm-hmm. if you will. And let's say it's five people. So 10 or f- five groups of 10 people, you go down and back and you would draft a style. And then, so let's say Chase and I were together, right? He would say draft uh, first round pick. I want a light logger. Well then, okay. and then I'm responsible for picking the one light logger that we get to drink forever. Okay. And so you go through and everybody would get four beers. Okay. And then at the end of it, those four beers, and then you put it out on social media or whatever and have people vote on who has the best lineup. I like it. I think, right. it, I think you can have legs. We can, we can, we can do something. Yeah, I think it'd yeah. be fun. Stay tuned. You're squirming in your seat. We I should probably to, wrap this up so you can pee, huh? So bad. I think I'm peeing down my leg right now. I, get, I have to pee so bad. It's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be under construction here anyway. <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank I, you. Thanks, man. I appreciate you for you. sitting down with me. I appreciate you for giving me some time to kind of get a picture of what this is going to be. I, I hope everybody's excited as, uh, me too. as I am about what this can mean for, not just for you guys, but for the area, for for Cincinnati. I mean, like it, it's, it's exciting stuff. Thank you. I appreciate you not asking, when are we going to open? Wow. That's a, that's a bad <laughs> question. You can read about it on the gnarlygnome.com when there's an opening date or just follow Sonder on their social media platforms. Links are in the show notes. I promise. <laughs> Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. Cheers. 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 Guys. <laughs>